0: and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matter Overmind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer, and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico-Powell, and I have for you today, Dr. Joseph Antun, CEO of the L Nutricheur I'm sorry, I said that wrong. El Nutra and Longevity Pioneer. See, Dr. Antun works with one of the leading global researchers in the area of longevity. And you know how much I've talked about longevity on this show? Listen to this one because he has some fantastic information, science backed knowledge to share with you today. You see, Professor, he works with um, Professor Walter Longo who is the director of the Longevity Center at USC. Now, before the conversation, I asked Dr. Antu, and I said, I've never heard of a longevity center at the university. And he said, this actually is the only one in the world, I believe, and they have a master's and PhD program in longevity. And El Nutra, this company, was born out of that fantastic program. So you're going to love this episode and all the stuff we're going to share today. So take out your pen and paper and let's talk about how to live longer and healthier and feel amazing and have more energy, maybe even drop some weight. We don't know what we're going to. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. And of course, we're going to have a hack of the episode for you. We're going to talk about foods a little bit. And we're going to ask, or he's going to explain to us, what are the best foods to eat to extend longevity? And why. Don't tell us what to eat, but why that is important. And with that being said, let's welcome Dr. Antun to the show. Hey Joseph, how you doing today?
1: Hey Zico, how are you? Thanks for hosting me today.
0: Thank um, you for being here, my friend. Thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, I always uh, my mission you know with podcasts is at least to change somebody's life after they listen to our podcast. I'll promise and I'll remind you at the end. There are going to be money biohacks today, and a lot of people will will actually learn amazing uh, tricks to live a healthy, long life uh, within this episode.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. I'm ready for it. So. <laughs> so that being said, yeah. just introduce my, I told my audience a little bit about your work and what you do, but give us a little bit more. Give us a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So, um there's the nerd side of me you know I'm a MD PhD with a couple of masters so that's that's just uh, uh just to to show the passion in longevity that we have is actually a big scientific based passion because a lot of people now that longevity longevity is a buzzword and a lot of people are 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 everywhere pushing their own agendas um we at onutride l is for longevity and neutra through nutrition um, we probably have the highest number of, you know, MDs, PhDs you can see in a nutrition company proportionate to the no, total number of staff. So it's a lot of what we're gonna talk today is a is and I'll refer to the science and the trials and it's very important for us to check that mark that hey, uh we, we come from science, we come from true through clinical trials before we preach what we're we're gonna preach. Um but my passion and my professional experience, I, I started as a physician because I wanted to you know, cure patients. That was my goal. And then I wanted to be a cardiologist. And when I was, you know, starting my training in the hospital, I just figured out that I'm meeting people after they're sick. So I was practicing sick care rather than health care. And then number two, I wasn't curing their disease. I was just prescribing them five pills, um, you know, one for blood pressure and one for cholesterol and one for triglyceride and one for blood thinner and, and one for blood carbs, right? And if they have blood pressure, another one for that. And and my big question for my attendings was, you know, if the pills work, why they have to refill them, right? Why, why you have to, it's a, it's a lifetime subscription. So I felt we're not, we're not curing diseases. We're just helping people stick to, to, to kind of managing a dashboard that for the rest of your life. And by the way, next year, yeah, you'll gain a little bit more weight. You'll feel a bit worse. I'll add, I'll add another pill for you waiting for you to get the heart attack. It just I just felt that it was in it was in healthcare, it was sick care, um and and you know, wanted to change the healthcare system. So I went, I did my master's in public health and health policy and and um and started helping governments around the world do more prevention. But then prevention is not a market, it's basically a set of recommendations. So eat healthy. And we're gonna talk about what to eat and, and exercise and, and don't smoke and, and people know that. It's not nothing nothing new. And but at every moment you're competing with your short-term impulses to to have a drink if you're out, to eat a burger if you're hungry, and they put a great one in front of you. So I felt that yes, you need to educate people about those. Most people know about them already, but you gotta Learning from the success of pharma, I seeing every doctor prescribing these food, these medicines, and looking at prevention, there's nothing. I felt that the goal was to productize prevention, to make products, to make, you know, so whenever I have a burger in front of me, I have a much better, healthier burger next to it. Whenever I'm thinking, hey, I need to drive all the way to the gym, and how can I make exercise even easier? So I how to productize prevention? Mm-hmm. So, so I, 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 I ventured and I built my own consulting company and I was shopping for uh, companies in prevention. And the big aha moment I had is when I met a CEO of the Buck Institute for Research on Aging. So in San Francisco, when you when you when you cross the bridge to Marion County, there's a very big aging research institution. It is probably the biggest in the world. They have over 240 PhDs just doing aging research. And I met him, and we were sitting having him, I met the CEO of that institute. We were having a margarita, and and he was Joseph. Sorry, I mean, sorry for you know, you're an MD and PhD and all the science and 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 the background, but you got it all wrong. And it's like, what do you mean we got it wrong? And and he was talking more about medicine. He's like, it's all about aging, all diseases, all the big four killers today. You know, whether it's Alzheimer's, you get at later stage in life. Whether it's cardiovascular, you get most heart attacks at later age in life. Whether it's cancers, you get most of them at later stage in life. Whether it's diabetes, you get most of it. So for him, if you really want humanity to live healthier longer, you gotta slow down the biological aging of the body. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, yeah, if somebody's 60 or or 55, you keep their cells at age 40 or 45, and you just gave them an extra 10 years of healthy life because at age 40, they're not gonna get their first heart attack and most cancers and Alzheimer's and all of that. That changed my perspective on, on healthcare. And I felt that I discovered what healthcare should be, which is looking at your inner age, looking at how old are you from the inside and bringing products to help your cells stay younger so decelerate slow down the rate of aging of your cells to create a delta between your chronological age and your biological age mm. and or if there's anything to reverse the aging of your cells and this is what brought me all the way to today fasting and a fasting nutrition can you not just slow down the aging of your of your cells but can you temporarily reverse it um, as well that it would be even a more anti-aging uh, intervention and the more you help the more you grow the delta between my inner age and, and and chronological age the more i know that i'm gaining healthy years of life and i'm promoting healthy longevity what we call health span so i was fascinated with this notion of healthy aging what keeping the cells younger and i asked them hey you know how can we do that and there were so many aging labs or longevity labs Uh, around the world that he introduced me to. And I did my research and I literally was on a plane touring the world from Singapore all the way to San Francisco uh, in countries and research labs and crossing through Europe and Russia and here all the way meeting the, the, the aging researchers and talking to them to see if anyone has really something in the short term that I can take to market. And then many of them were mentioning the name of Walter Longo who's the head of the Longevity Institute at USC and saying, well, you know, we're working on pills, it's gonna take a long time, but he's working on nutrition and he discovered that fasting is actually a big age decelerator. And if you prolong your fast beyond two days, it reversed potentially a little bit the aging of your cells. And he was able to, through the support of the National Institute of Health, to create this fasting mimicking nutrition, meaning a food, that helps people now fast for five days they're eating food for five days, but their body doesn't re- re- realize that, so they're fasting for five days their cells are rejuvenating, and it's the first aging product and actually has he has filed a patent on aging and and it was it was granted in the u s and in Europe so I was fascinated wow. to hear the story that through nature through fasting, which is a natural phenomenon, and through natural ingredients. Researchers at USC were able to mimic the benefit, the rejuvenative and anti-aging benefits of fasting with with a nutrition product. I asked to meet this gentleman, Walter Longo. Big recommendation for you guys to read his book, The Longevity Diet, it was Amazon bestseller, I think, for 2018. Read The Longevity Diet, and you learn the power of what he discovered. And met him, and decided to join forces. And I became the CEO of the company that he and USC had spin off. It's called El Nutra to launch. Um, the first nutrition for longevity uh, product. We called it Prolon. A lot of your listeners will be familiar with Prolon and more recently Reset and Fastbar, basically a big pipeline of nutrition that can help people live healthy, long life.
0: I've had hundreds of people on this show at this point, And that's one of the most mind blowing stories I've heard um, from the entire experience up onto where you landed at the end and the collaboration at the end. And the first part sounds, I've heard that a lot, whereas like, you know, I've been a doctor for a while, I realized I wasn't really helping people, I was spending them on pills. That's that can—that's quite common for someone like yourself who has moved out of the medical field for to a certain degree into the longevity field. But then when you start talking about the aging piece, that's a lot of things, that's something that people miss, a big thing that people miss. Because you hit it, and I was going to ask that question, and you hit on it chronological chronological aging i don't know why i can't talk to everyone i'm just having a hard time but chronological aging versus um biological aging are not the same thing yeah right and you can have two people who are chronologically 50 year old and they're completely different biologically right now i've had people say you're just lucky, you know. Oh, you're lucky you don't have this. You're lucky you don't have that, or such and such, or whatever. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure there's no surprise to you at all. Genes play a part of it, right? But we both know that genes play a very small percentage compared to epigenetics, which are the other things that we're gonna get into in this show. Yes, is right? so how you read
1: how you read
0: the genes. Exactly. So that it, 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 there's yeah, you may say you may be lucky, quote unquote. However, it's the decisions and the things that you do throughout your life that really makes that big difference. That's why I'm no longer on medication. Because, But when I moved from one medication for my asthma, which was albuterol, to three when I was in my 30s, and I was like, okay, enough is enough. And that woke me up to say, okay, I can't take pills. I can't deal with this. What if I were to do A, B, C, D? Am I lucky to not be on medication? Maybe I'm lucky that I got the intelligence to learn to 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 practice and learn and study so I can get off medication, but I had to make those physical changes. And that's going to lead me into my next question because you already talked about it and I want you to elaborate. Let's talk about health span because a lot of times we hear longevity like it's a buzzword, right? But I don't want to be 100 in diapers. I want to be healthy. So explain to my audience what is health span and some ways that it can be optimized.
1: It's it's uh, it's amazing what what you just what you just mentioned about diapers were 100. So when I first learned about the the Buck Institute for again for research on aging, we I started helping them and we we did a survey and we asked people if you want to live long and 60 percent said no, and we were like shocked. How come you don't want to live longer? And and when we when we went back and asked them in detail, they just didn't want to live sick long. They're remembering their grandmother suffering and being, you know, being close to 85 and 90 and 95. And and then you go back and you ask them, do you want to live healthy long? And then you have an overwhelming majority saying definitely yes. And that's the definition of healthspan is living healthy longer, and then hopefully dying in a short period of time out of, uh, of, uh, you know, age or an acute event. Um, And there are five pillars that you can work on to increase your chances of living healthy long. I mean, you mentioned genetics, and that's definitely true. Genetics do play a role, and but like everything, right? You have an APOE gene, but you don't always get Alzheimer's. Diabetes is a yeah. You can if you know you have um, you have a predisposition, but most diabetics get it because of you know overeating and and amassing that insulin resistance over time. So lifestyle, especially with chronic disease, we're going through today. Probably are actually the most to blame versus the genetic predisposition, predisposition, and therefore gives you the opportunity to correct most of it rather than uh, rather than just just talk about luck, like you mentioned. Um, so there are five pillars of longevity or slowing down your biological age. The first two, they compete in impact, and it's nutrition, and or the uh, social capital, meaning. Having, being well nested, being happy, the 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 inner peace, the serenity, that that daily happiness, seems to be a very important factor. And we we study actually centenarians. Our founder, Professor Longo, and and he has a chapter on, and, and a lot of information in the Longevity Diet book about this. But we study people living hundred and beyond, and we study them because we wanted to uncover the secret of longevity. In and literally the most common factor we find is that they're happy they have a smile they they live in their own village they live with their family they have great kids and grandkids they it's just that big smile and this serenity from the inside and we see this in science you know the science on people who believe the science on yoga the science on you know we 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 uh, this uh, people who practice mindfulness and purposefulness so that inner happiness seems to be a big pillar for longevity, and maybe because it's the master of the other pillars. Meaning, when you're happy, you exercise; when you're happy, you eat healthy; you sleep better; you stress less. So it could be a mother of um, that uh, that unlocks all the other pillars of longevity. So, so that social capital, inner peace, serenity, and happiness. The nutrition I said is tied to as number one, and why nutrition? Nutrition is the product. This is the only product that we eat every day of our life that we consume every day of our life three to five times a day so there's nothing that we put on our body and we are what we eat like nutrition um, and so nutrition is critical and we start looking at what kind of food to answer your very first question what we should eat to live a healthy long life so and, and and couple that with what when you should eat because it's the what and the when um so one Common, if you want the most prevalent type of nutrition we found with centenarians was a pescetarian and flexitarian type of diet. What does that mean? A pescetarian diet is a plant-based diet, and, and then the main source of animal, the main animal source of protein is from seafood or fish. So that's a pescetarian diet. When you add a little bit of meat to it, so you know, say two to three times max a week, it becomes a flexitarian diet. You're flexing. You're being a little bit more. Uh, Ah, flexible in that sense. If you add more, then it becomes Mediterranean, which many people know that it's also a very healthy diet. So anywhere between flexitarian and Mediterranean, all the way down to to pescetarian seems to be a prevalent, you know, diet. What What does that mean? It means you're eating plant based, um, mainly within plant based legumes, vegetables, and nuts. These seems to be an olive oil. This is seems to be very pro longevity ingredients in um, nuts, especially um, you know almonds and 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 hazelnuts and pecans. So these seems to be very enough. There's big articles, including New England Journal of Medicine, which is top medical journal, showing these correlation. Um, so an, a, a legume vegetables, olive oil, and and high end nuts, definitely a, 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 the main source of the plant based part of it, that nutrition. And then, you know, fish is fish and, and different kinds. And and then sometimes rarely, but sometimes adding meat to it. Now, this is a very general prescription because it, it there's a life cycle adjustment to it, right? If you're 12 and you're still growing vertically, you need to add more meat source because you want to grow your muscle your bones you have a bigger need for growth hormone igf secretion and protein if you're after age 65 70 when you have absorption issues as well and after age 70 you don't die from cancer which is more correlated to that protein and high high growth factor you know settings in the body you can still eat more meat then and and it will help and muscle becomes an organ of longevity now if you're if you're age 40 to 65, the pre-acute part of the chronic condition and the onset is where cancer starts, is where cardiovascular acute settings start. Then you want to be, yeah, you want to be more Presbyterian slash plant based versus becoming more Mediterranean and 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 closer to carnivore because that's the risky part of nutrition for that age. So we can do another hour on life cycle and what to eat at which stage. But in general, we find a common trend is a pescetarian, flexitarian type of uh, type of diet for people living hundred and beyond what we call them the centenarians. Awesome. There's, they, there's, there's another big common factor there, which is intermittent fasting. What they do, and that's very prevalent, is they eat very early at night and then they spend a good 12 to 14 hours without food. And and not the intermittent fasting that we practice today, which is we eat late at night, then we we skip breakfast, and we delay lunch till three or four or five, and then we binge eat when we go back home. That's not what they were doing. What they were doing, they were eating early. and, And that follows the Nobel Prize in Medicine 2017. We'll talk about 2016, which was on fasting and autophagy, but the 2017, was on the biological clock of every organ, meaning we are a creature of day and night the same way you know we lived we lived for hundreds of thousands of years on planet Earth, and we were impacted by day and night like all other you know creatures, so it seems eating that dinner at at six seven or eight p m spending a couple of hours and then sleeping um is is so what we call the front ended intermittent fasting and following that twelve to fourteen hours. Then you can have breakfast actually at nine or ten or eleven if you're a brunch. Um, that was a very common feature among the centenarians. Um wow. what we also see some of them is, and this is probably human evolution, they practice a little bit of a longer fast, you know, for religious basis or for, you know, cultural basis, etc. And our science at El Nitra have shown that now, with you know, if you fast beyond two days, you're in a little bit of a crisis. And then the cells do autophagy or cellular rejuvenation. And this is, most people think it's at, it happens at hour 16. It happens actually after two days. Hour, 16 hours are not enough. You know, if you skip breakfast, you're not in a crisis. You have fat and glycogen and the liver can do naeoglycogenesis. So you have still a lot of reserve before your body tells the cells it's crisis mode and rejuvenate. So, So it really happens after a couple of days of fast, in in And it peaks at day three, four, and five and um and we got inspired by that, and this is why we have the prolon fasting nutrition is a five day nutrition that helps your body stays in a fasting mode but crossing two days so that you benefit from biological rejuvenation. We're talking about healthy aging through. Reversing uh-huh. the clock or or stimulating autophagy, uh, autophagy which won the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2016, and that's the core of our ProLon product <clears throat> uh, uh-huh. to help you go that long. We feed you to give you that technology. Uh, so no, we <clears throat> so so we found that the centenarians on nutrition do this right. They eat pescatarian, flexitarian. Again, it's not a rule of thumb. Some of them eat very unhealthy and they're happy and they're smoking doing the interview with us, by the way. But <clears> that's why I will put number one, the social capital and happiness, nutrition, you go flexitarian, pescetarian, sometimes mediterranean. And then, um, and then you do intermittent fasting of 12 hours following this day and day and night kind of clock. Um, and a and, and couple of times a year if you wanna do a longer fast to push yourself to rejuvenate and correct and that's the second pillar the third pillar is diet is exercise um and the fourth pillar is stress uh, being at low stress mode and the fifth pillar is um is sleep getting that seven eight hours of high quality sleep
0: as you need wow you just gave me a whole lot to unpack there that's a lot of really good solid information and i'm gonna do a summary not to i say uh not to um, overstep my bounds here, right? But I'm going to do a little summary for the audience to kind of yes. get where we're coming at because a lot of stuff that you talk, actually everything that you're talking about, I practice. So let's talk about the social capital first, right? I, I agree with you as output at number one, maybe one, two, sleep is kind of way I look at it. But with the social capital, if you think about it, if someone is happy and they have a purpose in life that gives them a reason to go on. We've known this even before we had the research that if you take, if someone is happy and they, for example, let's say you have grandma and grandma's one duty is to cook for the family. The moment you take that one duty from grandma away, she feels like she has no purpose anymore, right? So we know that before then, the Japanese have a practice where, I don't remember the name of it right now, but it's one of the longest living um, countries in the world. And they have a practice where they have employment agencies that find jobs for you after you retire. So you yes. have a purpose post retirement instead of sitting around and just wasting away. So that a lot of that is tied into purpose of life, or you want to stick around for your kids or your grandkids. You're happy. You wake up, you know, the, the, all of that really. Ha- and, and you think about it too, from just it's a scientific standpoint. When you're happy, you're going to be more in a uh, parasympathetic, um, nervous, um, Parasympathetic mode, right? So mm-hmm. your active mode, your vagus nerve. You're happy, you're laughing, you're in a more calm set. Your body doesn't feel like it's constantly under stress, which includes oxidative stress, raising inflammation, all that stuff. Because you are a happier person, your vagus nerve is active. So that's very important. Your sleep. I have a whole article on that. I'm not even going to talk about sleep because my audience knows to go and read my article if they haven't read my article yet. I even have a short on sleep. We'll talk about that. The nutrition. We all know the importance of nutrition. We talk about that on the show so many times as well. And that's important. We're going to, in the hack of the episode, when we go a little bit further, we're going to get even deeper into that, right? Because that's going to be the key part of, that, of the episode is really talking about the nutrition piece, but that's also important. And uh, the, the fasting thing, I love that. You know, it's, you're right. I think a lot of us come completely misunderstand how we're supposed to fast let's take away the two or three day fast just a regular intermittent fast well a couple of scientific things are what, our, are what our body does one our insulin levels are higher in the mornings so that means that we actually should be eating in the mornings right now that doesn't mean six seven o'clock in the morning that could be eight nine ten eleven o'clock as you said right the second thing is when you eat too late at night, that disrupts your body's ability to create melatonin. Yeah. which interrupts your sleep quality. My grandparents used to always tell me, do not eat late because you're going to have nightmares. And when I first started practicing intermittent fasting, that was my struggle because I would eat too late and like in the day and then try to catch up at night. And then nine o'clock I'm grazing because I'm starving and I can't sleep well and it was a constant cycle. So I think you're right. I have a rule, even with me, as much as I eat, I eat, I stop eating around seven o'clock. So it's about, about three hours before bedtime. And I eat heavier earlier and lighter as the day go along to give my, so my body is not in that, is in less of a post-digestive state the closer I go to bed to not interrupt my sleep quality. So I mentioned this to someone, I said, if you think about fasting, let's say you sleep eight hours, right? People sleep different times Say eight hours. If you stop eating around three hours before bed, and then you wait about two hours after you get up that's thirteen hours exactly right into the that's fourteen hours right Intimate we call fasting. that we call Add that, that
1: circadian fasting The circadian fasting is that twelve to fourteen max before you hit to the the before you push to sixteen and eighteen and circadian fasting is very much practiced with the centenarians. And this is what the Nobel Prize in Medicine 2017 was on the biological clock of the body. I fully agree with what you're saying. Your entire body needs to sleep early and your entire, it's not just the brain that sleeps, it's not just the muscles that need to rejuvenate. You have growth hormone is high at night. You're in an anabolic setting. So when you eat late at night, you're predisposing your body to just absorb and store the food. So this is when you increase, fat storage, and this is when you gain weight, and this is when you start becoming more insulin resistant, versus what you do, which is right, is front-loading the next day the food, where you're still walking, you're catabolic, you're in a fat-burning mode, you're in a calorie-burning mode, and when you put the calories in, they're going into expenditure right away before getting into stockage, which is what happens when you eat late at night
0: circadian fasting remember that everyone circadian fasting Were you thinking about that and if you're new to intermittent fasting or you already been fasting just think about the timing of that right it's always it's always just stop eating the later it gets in i'm sorry stop eating around three hours before bed and then maybe eat a little bit earlier in the day instead of fast try to eat at nine o'clock go to sleep at 10 your sleep quality is crap and then you try to eat at 11 o'clock and then, and then on top of that, and you know, I was thinking about, and you know, all this, you also putting your body in a high stress mode too, when you're yes. eating, when you when you're eating like that, right? So it's a lot of things that is working against you, if you do not do it the way that the human body is really designed. So those five pillars you gave us, those are absolutely fantastic. And by listening to the show, go back and listen to that section and get everything that he was getting onto that show. But I have a question for you, right? Because you mentioned all these wonderful tools what are some things for that you personally do that help you in your longevity
1: well i i do what we talked about but i'll make it more more practical like tasks that i do every day so um i try to take most of my calls with my airpods so that i walk um i always try to pick my office to be you know big enough to walk and if not i go down I go downstairs and I walk around the building with my calls. So it's important for me to walk during the day and be and burn what you potentially stacked in the day before. Um, I definitely practice the circadian fast. If I go longer, one of the products that we developed is the fasting bar, and this is a bar that you eat in the morning keeps you in fasting so for those who want to i do the 12 to 14 hours i only prolong it with food after that and again the food that i take is the fasting bar or the fasting shake um and i do practice i do three times a year or four times depending on, on my schedule but three to four times i would prolong which is the the five days of fasting nutrition And and this is like you know if you drive a formula car you know, you're wearing the the, the is tears and wears build up, and you take it into a pit stop, and the mechanics come in. This is auto The mechanics come in, they look at what's going wrong, they refill the gas, they refill, you know, the the oil, or and change the tires. It's is it's it's like the laptop, your computer. You you work on it for a couple of weeks, it starts slowing down. You reset it, you reboot it, and the body needs that same. We're talking again, the aging of the cells. It, the cells need the same reboot and, and our biggest discovery at our company was that, that five days of fast is critical for a big reboot and it's so difficult to do it on water. So we do it with food with Prolon basically is, 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 is that product that, that, that does it. So I do that three to four times a year. Um, the, the, um stress is where I struggle because I'm a CEO of a company and, and it's all day, all night and travel and and stress and sleep is where I struggle. Um so I've been I've been trying to sleep, you know, I've I've been trying to get my seven to eight hours. Um we do have um we do sell prolon in Europe and Australia and we're getting into Japan and China. So that's disrupting a lot my nightly sleep. I uh, gotta do a better job there. Um yeah, so I struggle on these two these two levels. And I try to compensate with uh, having an amazing family and amazingness. So I do good on the first one, on the, on the happiness and social capital, had a good on nutrition and an exercise, but uh, less good on stress and um,
0: and, and sleep. Yeah, we all have our things, right? I mean, you know, if you if you have kids and you your CEO for company, you're going to have stress. There's nothing, there's nothing you can really do about that necessarily. But I really like that. Well, I want to dive into something now because we're talking about food and we're going to get into food a little bit more. But you're talking about fasting. And this may sound confusing to people that say, what do you mean eat food but still fast? Is that really yeah. a thing? So kind of break that down for us. Like even if you want to talk about the science behind it, how that really works. Yeah.
1: So... You know, and and that summarizes the story of of if you want a little bit of our company. We we were, we as you mentioned, we came out of USC. In USC for the last twenty three years, they were doing research on longevity, the Longevity Institute uh, there, and and they came they they trying to look at how cells age, and then mice before they went to human. They figured out that fasting was creating a special protectionist mode for the cells to kind of little bit go back and 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 improve their performance and and be like at their optimal to survive the stress. And and we were very fascinated. They were the researchers were very fascinated with this. And when they tried to go to humans and do clinical trials with, you know, you needed as I mentioned, two to three days to get into that that's the the the, the stress on the cells. And and I'll explain why. So the first two days of fasting, you know, you have it's like a company with no money, with no revenues. The fasting with, no, with the with the body with no food. In I always give the banking example, so that the you you have a checking account, you have a savings account, and you can take some credit from your bank, right? The body does the same thing. You have your checking account is the glycogen in in mainly in muscle and other parts of the body. That's the first thing that gets tapped into when you have a calorie deficit, like fasting. Number two, you go to your savings account. That's fat. And then you get some credit from the liver. That's neoglucogenesis, and that's your your extra credits that the that the liver can dump into into the blood. So every one of us, for a good day or two, you have enough of. You know, maybe maybe not everyone has big storage, but at least you have some kind of glycogen and and fat and uh, and and extra calories in the liver that the liver credits the blood with. So so this is why there was a big misconception that you're gonna get autophagy in 16 hours of fasting and everyone start to do 16 and 18 and 20. And that's that's not true. I mean, you can start triggering that, especially if you're very thin, so you don't have reserve. If you have very high metabolic rate and you run uh, in a couple of miles while you're intermittent fasting for 16 or 18 hours, yeah, you, then you're pushing your your body to go to be depleted fast and, and the cells to start practicing the rejuvenation. But in most, in most people, the average american today it takes two to a good two days max or, or or close to three days to to have that systemic autophagy being you know kicking in and basically what the body is saying is look i'm depleting my reserve fast and i'm going to tell the cells to look for intracellular sources of calories debris organelle leftovers so the body's saying the cell hey i'm gonna i cannot feed you fast and, and and we're not spoiled any longer. It's difficult times. You gotta go and, and consume your intracellular sources of calories. And by the way, talking about epigenetics and and, and 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 fixing, by the way, get at your best because we need to survive altogether this fast. And this is exactly this positive protectionist push that fasting puts the cells into and helps the cell to be a little bit biologically younger or a little bit, you know, healthier. And this is why today we talk about fasting as an intervention for longevity, as an intervention for uh, you know prevention as well. Uh, uh, talking about lifestyle pre- prevention and lifestyle of longevity. And so, when we went to human trials to try to help, to, to, uh, you know asking people to fast for four or five days it was almost impossible. It took USC and Mayo Clinic a good year and a half to recruit like seven eight people back in twenty eleven and twenty twelve on on this trial, and and therefore. You know, we we presented the data, the big successful data in mice uh, to the National Institute of Health, and they actually gave millions of dollars to USC and to our company, El nutra to go and develop the fasting mimicking nutrition. And basically they're saying, okay, can you study in detail the radars on the cell, the nutrient, we call them nutrient sensing pathways. Can you identify the receptors of the cell that identify food, that tell the cell, hey, there's food around, and therefore there's we're not fasting? And can you devise a food, all natural, plant-based, very high quality food, premium, but that does not trigger the radars, the nutrient sensing pathway, so that the cell is getting nutrients, but is not sensing them, Is not is not saying, okay, I have enough nutrition, I should not do autophagy or I should mm-hmm. not. And that's the technology. We were able after years of research to understand how the three main radars, the nutrient sensing pathway of the of the cell works and developed a very high end plant-based premium, again, very healthy ingredients to feed the body over five days. And we deliver that to your house, it's called Prolon. You open the box and you have five boxes box, one has your day one a food box, there's your food and supplements and drinks. So you get everything from us and people love it because they don't have to plan cooking and it's very practical and it just, it just saves them also the entire, and a lot of people actually, they love to have a structured meal rather than, you know, start a diet today and I default in, on day three and I, and I don't know what to cook, et cetera. So it's a structured meal plan, you get it to your house and you eat it over five days and your body doesn't know you're eating, therefore you get the benefits of fasting and And it's typically five major benefits. The first one, we talked a lot about healthy aging and longevity. The second one is obviously your body thinking you're fasting, so you're going to lose a lot of weight. And it's mainly driven from fat. So what's key about fasting and rejuvenation is the muscle is protected with Prolon. And we've had randomized clinical trials showing that, again, stress increase, you mentioned cortisol and growth hormone. But with it's not water fast, you have the plant-based source of protein with our product, therefore the muscle is getting nourished and is rejuvenating, so it gets protected. So a lot of men and women love this product for protecting muscle and cutting only fat. And then number three is this emotional experiential benefit for those of you who do fasting, practice fasting, you know what I'm talking about, the the energy, the mental clarity, the performance, and, and, and all that sense of achievement and sense of I'm at my best Um, And then number four is the change of relationship with food. If you you think about it, all of us have one addiction is, or most of us is addiction to food. We do have an addiction to food, whether we realize it or not. And some of us are addicted to big portion or late night snacking or eating frequently during the day. And once you get five days of structured meal, it's short enough that people can do it because it's five days, but it's long enough to change their behavior and relationship with food and the fifth benefit we just discovered that we did a randomized clinical trial on skin and we're showing a skin rejuvenation um you know there's there's a multi-billion dollar industry on on skin creams and, and it's all topical creams that don't change much in the skin when you fast the skin and when you're getting a cellular rejuvenation we're seeing amazing results on skin glow and 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 the rejuvenated skin because this you know, skin is the largest organ of the body so when you fast it it goes through the biggest transformation in the body, one of the biggest transformations. So uh, that's the fifth benefit.
0: I'm gonna say something about the skin because I'm gonna correct you on one thing if you don't mind, Dr. Anton. Is yeah. all those uh, creams and stuff that we take, it does change a lot on the skin because our skin has a microbiome, just like our, our, our guts do. And a lot of these harsh chemicals that we put on our skin, destroyed a lot of the good, healthy bacteria on a microbiome on our skin. Which leads to I remember even growing up, I had uh, you know, when like older, you know, older women would say, Don't wear a lot of makeup and don't put that on your skin because it's gonna age you longer and stuff because you're literally destroying the microbiome on yes. your skin and yep. the good bacteria on your skin. So
1: I had you know, and, and many I didn't mean to I many actually creams work on skin inflammation, all that I meant the structure of the cell, meaning if you want to induce a cellular change in the skin, because at the end of the day, it's cells right and, and you can help with the microbiome you can help with this cell juncture as well intra you know cell to cell but one of the biggest signals for cellular rejuvenation comes from what cells eat from um every day and we we saw that we saw that fasting helps them rejuvenate and gain back the colonists.
0: Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing and clarifying yeah. that because I love that you went there. Now, this episode is, is going to be a longer, Just my audience, know a little bit longer than <laughs> I, my normal episodes because I, my brain is going now and I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff. We haven't even gotten to the hack yet because I want to drive down about the nutrition piece a little bit more. So, yes, we're talking about five days. So, initially, I was thinking I would fast two days and then I would have three days worth of meal. But you're saying, for what it sounds like, you have five days structured, right?
1: yeah you eat for five days it's again premium ingredients plant-based just healthy no chemicals low carb plant-based source of protein amazing high good healthy fats that the brain loves so it's a full five days of structured plan that that you get at home it's a box that has all your food for five days and you eat it and your body thinks you're fasting for this period
0: now, the thought that I know that's on most of my listeners mind right now is what's special about these foods that make your body think, hey, I'm still fasting even though it's getting nutrition.
1: As I mentioned, the cells have radars, the PKA, the TOR and the and the RAS pathways. So when you eat carbs, it triggers mainly the PK and the RAS pathway, the nutrient sensing pathways of carbs. When you eat protein, it triggers the TOR pathway, which is another nutrient sensing pathway. So the food technology is not one ingredient, it's all of it together. We 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 studied how much carbs I can eat and how fast I can get them to the blood and then to the cell and which kind of carbs. So that the PK and the RAS pathways are triggered, but not enough for the cell to be convinced that you have carbs. Same way the proteins, we studied when during the day, which kind of protein, which sequence of amino acid, how to get them into your body, into your blood, and then when they touch the cell and trigger the TOR pathway they don't trigger enough for the cell to recognize it's getting enough proteins. Uh. And, and that's on a cellular level. Now, when you eat on the blood level and systemic bl- level, there's two post food postprandial growth hormones that get triggered. When you eat carbs, insulin gets a spike. And when insulin spike, it's, it's a systemic signal to the body that there's food, there's carbs. And when you eat protein, IGF spikes insulin-like growth factors. It's another growth factor like insulin that that gets triggered by protein. So part of our food design is that you don't see a spike with insulin. You see it barely increasing and then going flat for a while before it goes back to normal. Same with proteins. We don't over-spike IGF. They barely go up and stay flat and go down. So both on the systemic level, there's no spiking of the food signals and at the cellular level, there's no triggering of the nutrient-sensing pathways.
0: Ah, So- is does this differ versus, let's say, someone's uh, sex, height, weight? Do any of these uh, come into play when we're making the when you're when you're providing these meals?
1: That's the, a great question. This is why we have the five days. So you're right. Sometimes when it say say I'm going to take two extreme cases. Right, you're you're you know a hundred and fifty pounder, and you're twenty five year old or thirty year old. You're very active and you're fit and you don't have a lot of reserves, um, you're going to get into autophagy with Prolon sooner because you don't have a lot of reserves. So you might start getting that cellular pressure and benefits out of one and a half days or after the first days. Now, if you're a 300-pounder and you have a lot of reserves and you're not very active and you have a low metabolic rate, it's going to take two to three days and you start getting into autophagy on day three. So instead of designing different products, because we believe in science, and every time we test and we do randomized clinical trials before we have a statement, we devise one product that is, again, short enough for most to complete, long enough for most to, to get a day or two or three of autophagy. So so yes, um, if you're on a lower BMI, very active, you'll get three and a half or 4 days of autophagy out of the 5. If you have more reserve, you're going to get it more on day 4. And it exactly what you want because if you stress them more, they're not going to do it. So remember, it's a balance of efficacy, but it's a balance of compliance as well. And you don't want to over starve, over fast somebody who's bigger because they can default. They'll default on it. So it's a good self-regulated regimen.
0: That makes sense. So what my brain is thinking, just kind of think of it compared to let's say five days of fasting, right? Could that be what it is? So let's say I fast for five days and you fast for five days. You may be in autophagy before I am, or I may be in autophagy in autophagy yes. before you, based on height, weight, you know, the speed, yes. of the rate of my metabolism, all that stuff, right? So yeah. it's the same idea. So it's not that we're saying, hey, you know, if you're such and such, I'm going to change how you eat or what you eat based on your height, weight, whatsoever. We're both going to go through a very similar regimen. It's just that one may reach autophagy faster than the other, based on all those other factors.
1: Yeah, and and and. And instead of devising multiple products, because we thought about that, if if you want to devise two different products and say I get into autophagy later than you because I have more reserve, so you want to give me a stronger fast, so lower calories and a more restrictive one. Well, I have more reserve because I'm not used to eating to to, to to fasting and to eat less. I love my food, so I'll default more on that product. So it's literally self-regulated, you know, the, the folks who needed the most. Uh, can complete it the most and will benefit the first cycle a little bit less, but the second cycle more, and the second cycle more because they're going to lose their weight, they're going to improve their insulin sensitivity, and then they're going to start getting into autophagy at the earlier part of the of of the cycle. So, on 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 the second, the third, and the fourth prolon, you see everyone converging towards that optimal at optimal fast, and even if on the first prolong I had a little bit more reserves i lose them with that cycle and then on my second and third fast i'll start benefiting even longer from autophagy
0: that's what i was going to say next because that's exactly what i was thinking with anyone that I, that i've trained on fasting is usually they kind of build up that fasting muscle so that yes. you may not you you may reach autophagy day three on the first time but the second time around you may reach autophagy day two and a half or day yeah. two
1: or whatever case. May we, be. And we, we call it metabolic flexibility so so it's like going to the gym right the first time you go to the gym you feel like you come back and and it's just just it's aching your muscle aches for a couple of days and then the next time and the next time and then you're used to it and you don't get you don't get that lactic acid building you're more metabolic your muscle is more responsive to exercise same thing when you go into ketosis the more your body has learned how to shift from using carbs as the main source to using ketones and and doing autophagy, the easier it gets and then you're the more metabolically flexible you are.
0: My man, Dr. Anton, you know what you just did for me? You just set up my ad of the day because now I'm going to talk about metabolic flexibility. Who knew, right? I'm going to talk about one of my favorite products, right? And it's called Lumen. And um, like you said, metabolic flexibility, your body knows when to use carb and when to use fat for energy, right? So as you know, when we eat fats or carbs, our body um, breaks it down and it goes through the Krebs cycle, right? And the Krebs cycle, it produces CO2. Now, the whole idea behind that is that when you breathe into lumen, it's it's like a breathalyzer, it reads the CO2 levels in your breath and it determines whether or not you're primarily burning fats or carbs. Now, how does it do that? Because in theory, the higher the CO2 level in your breath, the more carbs you're burning versus fat because our body naturally metabolizes um, glucose and glycogen better than it does carbs. Now, what's important with that is as you breathe into lumen, so you take your lumen test in the morning, then they give you a guide to follow for the day of how much carbs, fats, protein you should eat to switch your body. So let's say that you are a carb burner. Eventually their goal is to get you to become more of a fat burner. And if you're a fat burner, then eventually become more of a carb burner, getting to that sweet spot to where you're metabolic flexible right that's why a lot of times a lot of extreme diets yes. don't work very well because if you're going keto if you stay in ketosis for extremely long time yeah. your body down regulate amylase and a lot of these carb burning enzymes and if you're high sugar burning you don't eat enough fats then your body may down regulate lipase and a lot of fat burning enzymes leave me on one end of the spectrum but when you use lumen you breathe into it and they give you that guidance over time your body will create the right amount of amylase and the right amount of lipase as needed so your metabolism becomes more flexible, and that's what helps you to really manage lose the, the weight and manage the weight over time. So, in between your meals, because you're metabolically flexible, your body can burn fat. But when you need to, let's say before and a workout or you know a very stressful task or something like that, you can carb up, and if it's instead of um storing those carbs, you can burn those carbs as well. And another fantastic thing about Loom is that when you join, they have a group on Facebook, I think right now it's almost up to 40,000 people. And I'm one of the group experts. And people ask questions all the time about working out, you know, you know, you know, nutrition, so on and so forth that they may come across. And I'm one of the group experts to answer questions for them as well, outside of just using their breathalyzer. So you get the guidance from the nut- nutritionist. You get to understand your metabolism and you get guidance from experts like myself. So with that being said, Christmas is coming up. We want to eat that cake, but this is the time of year that we got to get our metabolism and get it flexible. So check out Lumen, go to lumen.me. My code Health gives you $50 off their services. So check it out, lumen.me. The link will be in the show notes and the description of the episode. And with that being said, we're already given a lot of fantastic hacks in this episode, but my man, Dr. Anton, is going to put it nice in a nice, sweet, pretty little bowl for us. What are the best foods to eat to extend longevity and why?
1: Well, the only only product in nutrition that has um, and you mentioned Lumen to measure actually that, and and we measured with Aura, and we measured with other blood markers as well. The only product in nutrition history to be have a patent and trial and tested for longevity is ProLon. That's why it's called ProLon for promoting longevity. The five days fasting nutrition. So that's definitely something to put on the list. We talk about circadian fasting. You and I, the 12 to 14 hours. Definitely that. If you want to extend a little bit further, do it with the fast bar. And third, eat your pescitarian, flexitarian diet. Um, And especially between age 40 to 65, if you're younger, you can have more Mediterranean, so a little bit more meat. If you're older, 65, 70 and older, then you can have also a little bit more meat, the Mediterranean you know, type of it. That's, you know, again, a little bit general, but actually that's the most distilled nutrition for longevity prescription we can provide today based on the science that we have.
0: I absolutely love it, and you already met, like you said you already mentioned all of that, but you just put it in a nice little bowl for us, yeah, ready for Christmas time. So, so you can open up and learn. Hey, about longevity. But I love El Nutra; it sounds absolutely fantastic. I just want to make sure that my client, my audience, was clear on what you already actually is because we hear food and we hear fasting; it's like an oxymoron, yes. right? Yes, it doesn't make sense. But now it's like we get it. Like we, yeah. get it. we, we talk about certain pathways that the cells have and activating them and so on, and so forth. So we got into all of that, and then we know the benefits of fasting, but now you can get the benefits of fasting with, with actually having structured meals for five days, inc- improving so many markers that wouldn't probably wouldn't improve if you did not have a fasting protocol. And with that being said, thank you so much for being here. Let my audience know more about your company, how we can learn more about you, how we can get your products, whatever you want to tell us, tell us at this point.
1: Yeah, if you wanna follow the the company that does all this research called l-nutra, l-nutra.com. If you're interested about Prolon, prolonfast.com. Prolon is P-R-O-L-O-N fast.com or prolonfmd.com for Fasting Mimicking Diet, both work. If you wanna follow me personally, I'm mostly active on LinkedIn, Um, uh, less active, but they're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram under under, uh, Dr. Joseph Anton.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. And of course, the, the websites are going to be in the show notes. I think the show notes are going to be, should they be zikahealth.com slash prolong or zikahealth.com slash l neutral? Which one do you prefer?
1: Um, the, the prolongfast.com probably is the is the is the best one to send people to.
0: Awesome. So I'm gonna make the show notes, zikahealth.com slash prolong. And of course the show notes will be in the, uh, in the description of the episode, you click on it. Yes. You can get to the, um, the, all the other websites as well. Learn yeah. more about his work. And, um, I'll also put some posts on Instagram as well, about, talk more about the research, how about the work and share it out there. I think this is fantastic information and everybody knows my, my Instagram handle is Zico health, very easy. Right. And fantastic. with that being said, I'm heading out of here and thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for joining. A matter over mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.